This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. And Tiger Woods in the press room at Albany at the Hero World Challenge preparing to meet the media. We send it out to the Bahamas. You all set, Matt? All right, we'll get started. We would like to welcome tournament host Tiger Woods and Hero Motocorp Executive Chairman Dr. Pavan Munjal to the interview room here at the Hero World Challenge. Uh, Dr. Munjal, welcome back. I'll start with you. I hear you have a, an announcement to share with us this morning. Well, thank you, Ryan. Not just one announcement, but I do have more than one announcement. Good morning to all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Albany. Welcome back to the Bahamas for the Hero World Challenge 2023. I'm sure, like me, all of you and everyone else watching, watching us live here is very excited for this upcoming week. I was out there yesterday played 18 holes of golf. The situation here is great. The conditions are beautiful. And as I see on the weather forecast, the weather gods also are going to be with us. As Ryan said, I have an announcement to make, but I have more than one announcement. The first one being, which all of you know, the man on my right, making his third comeback to competitive golf and for the third time at the Hero World Challenge. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that, Tiger. It obviously elevates the stature of the event, obviously gets so much more interest into this particular event, and obviously takes the ratings, whether on television or social media, way, way beyond what we see in the past. The second important announcement is I'm happy to announce that the prize purse for the Hero World Challenge in 2023 is being increased to 4.5 million, which in 2025 will go up to 5 million. That Hero, we do believe, it's very important to keep raising the stature of this event and also keep rewarding the players for all their efforts and the time they spend for the game and especially at this event. 
I'm sure all of us are looking forward to seeing Tiger back on the course, walking 72 holes, and I'm going to be following you, rooting for you. Whether you win or not, the game of golf definitely wins with you coming back on the course. We've seen you in the recent past on TV in Mexico. We've seen you with your son, Charlie, and once again, we'll be seeing you at the PNC Father and Son. So all of us are very excited with you coming back. The stage is set for the Hero World Challenge 23. So I'm handing over back to Ryan. Thank you, Dr. Munjaw. And Tiger, yeah. uh, the announcement about the prize purse, uh, what does that mean for the tournament? Well, I th the increase in prize purse just elevates this event. Um, attracts the top players in the world with the, the event here at Albany and what we've done here throughout the years um, and the feedback we've gotten, we've, we've tried to make this event special at the end of the year. These guys are, have been playing a lot and we want to make this the most enjoyable week and get them down here and have a great time. And I think that uh, with Hero's involvement uh, in this event has elevated the event and we're excited to continue that, that relationship through 2025. And as far as the competition, obviously making your first start since the Masters, <laughs> yeah. uh, how does the game feel coming into this week? Uh, well, yeah, my game feels rusty. Um, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't played in a while. Um, so uh, I, you know, I had my sub-tailor fused. And so, you know, it just, uh, I, I'm excited to compete and play, and I'm just as curious as all of you are to see what happens, because uh, I haven't done it in a while. And I, I can tell you this, that I don't have any of the pain that I had at Augusta or pre that in my ankle. Now, well, other parts are taking the brunt of the load, so I'm a little bit more sore in other areas, but uh, the ankle's good. So um, that, success, that surgery was a success. All right, we'll take some questions out here. If you have a question, we'll get a microphone to you. Uh, we'll start with Mark right here in the front. Tiger, when did you when did you decide that you were going to be able to play? What's the buildup been like? And, and you mentioned not having the pain that you had at Augusta. Mm -hmm. Will it be the same pre-round routine and, and post-round routines that you were going through? Uh, I, as far as the commitment to playing, probably after I caddied for, with Charlie and was able to recover each and every day like that. I, and people don't, free, uh, don't realize I was still lifting and still doing a bunch of other things too alongside of that. So in conjunction with that and the endurance part of it, all my beach walks at home, um, just, like, just the accumulation of how could I recover? Can I, could I keep progressing at the same time, right? And I was hitting golf balls a lot, trying to get Charlie ready for the event. And then post-event, uh, I started feeling, hey, you know what? I, I can probably do this. And so why not? Um, I talked to the committee, and the committee of one was able to give me a spot. <laughs> Go to Steve in front. Tiger, how concerned are you walking 90 holes? Uh, you know, Steve, I, I'm not concerned at all about walking it. It's more the, uh, I, as I said, I don't have any of the ankle pain that I had, you know, with the, the, the hardware that's been uh, placed in my, my foot. Uh, that's all gone, but it's, the other parts of my body, you know, my knee hurts, my back. Um, the forces go somewhere else. Uh, just like when I had my back fused, uh, the forces got to go somewhere. So the, it's up the chain. Uh, 
So as, as I said, I'm just as curious of, as with all of you, what's going to happen? I haven't done this in a while. Rex on the left. Tiger, I'm sorry to kind of go back, but we haven't really spoken with you. What was your reaction to the June 6th framework announcement? Well, I, going back to that, um, it, I would say that my reaction was surprised. Um, just like I'm sure a lot of the players were taken back by it, what had happened. And so quickly and without any input or any kind of information about it, and it was just thrown out there. And uh, I was very uh, surprised that the, the process was what it was. And we were very frustrated what happened. And we took steps going forward to ensure that the player involvement um, was not going to have, we were not going to be left out of the process like we were. And so uh, part of that, that process was putting me onto the board and accepting that position. As part of the board, are you pleased now with the direction of the tour and since you're part of the decision-making process? I'm very, I'm pleased at the process and how it's evolved. Uh, also frustrated in some of the slowness and the, the governance change that we want to have happen. And December 31st is coming up very quickly. And so uh, there's a timetable there that we would like to implement some of these changes that have not taken place. Um, the, the guys, uh, all the player directors have spent so many hours and have worked tireless hours and to, to make sure that um, we have the, the, the best deal for all the players that are involved and all the entire PGA Tour. Bob? Tiger, um, just um, if I could just go back to your own health real quick. Obviously, that surgery quality of life issue is probably much better now, yes. but I'm just curious if does it, will that surgery help your golf in the long run, or does it pre pre uh, present more challenges even uh, given what you had done? Um, I would say that the procedures I've had, had done, you know, post. Last couple of years, I've had a, a number of them, and at some point in time, I was going to have to get my ankle replaced or fused, and that timetable was sped up. I <laughs> they, they weren't expecting me to put as many as many forces into that ankle as I when I hit drivers, and all, and so the the I think the doctors were, were surprised by that, and the ankle just went and it was bone on bone. And that's why you saw me, you know, in limping and not feeling very good. And the only way to fix that was either to get a replaced or fused. And we chose the, the fusion, the subtalar fusion, and put hardware in there. And, uh, hey, the, the process, the, the next part's the hard part. It's the six months of doing nothing. That, that's the hard part. And, uh, you know, that uh, then... <laughs> The first couple of months were really rough, but uh, I've, unfortunately, I've had the experience. I've gone through it before, and um, I'm here on the on the good side now. Good, Todd. Hey, Tiger. Uh, you mentioned that the deadline is coming up. Uh, from your perspective, how optimistic do you feel like this agreement could come together before the deadline? Well, I think all all the parties are talking, and we're aggressively working on trying to get um, a, a deal done. And uh, we're, we're all trying to make sure that, it, that the process is, is better, too, as well. 
And so the implementation of, of governance is some of the, is one of the main topics as long as getting the deal done, uh, but make sure that's done the right way. Go to you in and then Swami. Tiger, does this deal need to happen in your mind or, or would some, does the deal have to happen or would an alternative, a plan B, a different deal make sense we as have well? Multiple, we have multiple options, uh, but still, uh, we would would like to have a, a deal done December 31st. I mean, that's what we, uh, that's what the agreement said, you know, the summer, and uh, all parties understand that. Uh, but there, there are other options out there. And you touched on governance changes. Could you give a sample of what, what you think has to change? Yeah, well, I, as long as a, a player has player has input and we're able to make faster decisions um, and and the board recognizes that, and I think that is one of the one of the key things that, that the players, that all the player directors have, have really have focused on. And I think that the entire board has been very accepting of, of that, and we would just like to make the process faster. Swami? Uh, one question for Dr. Munjal and one for Tiger. Dr. Munjal, do you often get time to discuss what's happening in global golf with uh, Tiger and uh, what is the rationale or your dream about enhancing the price purse from three and a half million down to five million uh, within uh, the next two years? Uh, we just set up time to discuss global golf as we walked in here. <laughs> um, enhancing the price purse, as I said, um, we have to keep up with times. Things are changing, things are moving forward, moving up in global golf in terms of the size of the events, the price purses, and the importance of the events. Clearly, it was important for us also to, to elevate the Hero World Challenge into the same stratosphere. And as I said, also rewarding the player, inviting the players to come in here. Uh, as Tiger said, it's end of the year. They've, they've been playing all through the year, and, and we do want the best to come in here, which is what we are seeing now. Tiger. Painless, that word sounds so good, you know. I mean, it's finally back in your lexicon. You're feeling no pain. You're painless now. The prospect of playing 90 holes. You know, time and again, you actually come back home. The Hero World Challenge is your mm -hmm. own tournament, benefits your foundation. What is it about this tournament that you choose this as your comeback platform so often? Well, I think this, the timing of the, the event um, with the injuries that I've had and um, I think just the way the event is, has been with a smaller field size uh, and the fact that uh, um, it's at the end of the year which sets me up into, for expectations going into the following year. Um, so it's a, it's a nice landing spot and a, a, also a great springboard into the following year. And uh, my foundation benefits from it. So uh, there's so many positives that, that come about because of uh, my ability to be able to play in the event. And so I, I've found this as a, a nice little, little spot to kind of turn the page and then move on to the, the next chapter or the next year. And hopefully this will be a, a positive step in the, into, the, uh, into next year. We'll go to Dylan, Paul, and then Brody. So no idea the mic. Sorry. Where are we at? We're going to Dylan okay. on the aisle right here. 
Yeah. Tiger, do you have a sense of what the professional golf landscape will look like in a year or two years, or does it feel as murky to you on the, on the inside of the process as it does to us on the outside? Um, to answer that question, I, I would say that it's, I would say that the answer is murky. Um, I would have to say that there's uh, quite a bit of options out there. There's a lot of moving parts and how we could play. Uh, whether it's here on the PGA Tour or um, emerging or it's team golf. There, there's a lot of different aspects that, uh, that are being thrown out there all at once. And we're trying to figure all that out. And what is the best solution for all parties and best solution for all the players that are involved? Paul? Tiger, with uh, Joey caddying full-time for Patrick now, who do you plan to have caddying this week and, and moving forward for you? Well, I got I got uh, I got robbed this week. Uh, he's seen me hit a few shots. Uh, as far as next year, I I, I don't know yet. Um, I don't think Charlie's going to be able to caddy him. Can't play hooky that often, so uh, I I don't know. I honestly I really don't know. I was just looking forward to this week and see how things turned out. I'm curious to see you know what 72 holes looks like on on the body and my game, uh, and then try and set a schedule going forward into next year. And then just on the TGL, obviously it gets pushed back uh, a year. You're obviously a big part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, just your thoughts on how that affects the league and just moving forward, your view on the TGL? Well, I think it was, it was moving very quickly, and I think we can, we can, we can uh, take advantage of, of, of time delay, um, and I think that uh, we can do it right, and I think all the parties that are involved really feel that this is going to be the, the best thing for it. Um, there's so many, so many partners and so many people that are involved in this, um, this league that have had so much brand experience and they want to get it right. And they have gotten it right. They're billionaires. And so I think that if we're able to, to capture that, I think going into uh, 25, I think that um, it'll be positive for all of us. Brody in the back. Whether it be, you know, sharing knowledge with younger players about, about Augusta or TGL or now taking the, mm -hmm. the tour board, how much have you kind of mentally taken on, like, that role of being a, a senior presence in the game of golf right now? <laughs> well, don't say senior. I'm not there yeah, yet. Fair, yeah, fair. Okay, okay, hold on. I got a couple more years. Uh, but honestly, that, that part of the, the transition is, is, I think, it's a, a natural progression that golfers have. Uh, when you come out in your 20s, you, you're young and you're impressionable and you ask questions. And then as you get a little bit older, you have your little run. And then towards the end, you want to pass on all that knowledge uh, to others. That, that's how the game of golf has grown. That's what we have all learned from. And I, I didn't discover any of this stuff. And this is all stuff I've asked players uh, throughout the years. And I've gotten so much of my direction from asking questions. And... I've had some of the best players of all time. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of them aren't here. But just to be able to pick their brains, I think that, I mean, I think that's what the game of golf is all about. Do you enjoy the part of being on the board and you know, the, in those kind of meetings? Well, I, I enjoy the fact that I'm able to make an impact differently than just hitting a golf ball. Um, I, I made an impact on the PGA Tour for a number of years, hitting a, hitting a golf ball and doing that. Uh, I can have a, I think, a, a lasting impact uh, by, doing, by doing what I'm doing, by being on the board and um, being a part of the, the future of the PGA Tour.
Dave in the second row. Tiger, hello, how are you? Um, you've made a couple of mentions of potentially looking ahead to next year. In a best case scenario, what would a schedule for you look like next year? I think that best scenario would be maybe a term in a month. You know, I think that's realistic. Um, whether, you know, that's, you would have to start with maybe like a, a Genesis and then sure, players. something in March, um, maybe the players. And again, the, we have set up right now on the calendar that the biggest events are one, one per month. Mm. So it sets itself up for that. Now, I, I need to get myself ready for all of that. And you know, I think this week is the big step in that direction. I'm going to take you one other. I'm going to take you way back. Uh, it'll be 25 years ago, 99 season when you really kind of took off. Um, won your second major at the PGA, mm -hmm. and um, and then off you went. Uh, you know, three out of four majors in 2000, et cetera. Just wonder your thoughts looking back on that. I mean, does it feel like 25 years? And you know, <laughs> just the whole my, that my, whole. My body will tell you it feels a lot longer <laughs> than 25 years. Uh, but looking back on that year, I think what, what people miss on that year, and that's something I, I don't miss, uh, is that I won eight times that year. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a good year. And oh, yeah. I know that you saw the PGA and, uh, at Medina, uh, but the entire year was a big step in the right direction because of what I had just undertaken in 97, uh, redoing my golf swing. 98 wasn't all that great, making steps in the right direction. And then... You know, right before the Byron Nelson in 99, things just hit. Mm. And I went on a, a nice run for a few years. Thank Go you. up front here to Mark. Dave, if you could pass the mic forward. Tiger, Jay Monahan's taken a lot of heat since, since June 6th. What's your assessment of the job he's done since then? And, and secondly, you mentioned the team golf aspect of it. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion on team golf's place in the future ecosystem? I think Jay has been a, a part of the, the direction. He understands that um, what has what happened prior to that can't happen again, and it won't happen again, um, not with the players that are involved and not with the, the player directors having the, the role that we have. Um, now, as far as team golf, there I think there's, there's a way that in which we can all benefit from team golf. It's just how do we do it? And we're, we're trying to figure out that process now, and which we have been. We've been doing it for, for months, trying to figure out how that all works. What, that, what does that landscape even look like? And um, where do we play? Uh, is, and uh, what impact does it have on our PG Tour schedule? And I think that's something that um, we have focused on and uh, we, we don't take lightly. We'll go to Rex and then Todd on the left. Tiger, as far as the landscape goes, is there a path back to the PGA Tour for the players who join Live? And if so, what would that look like? As far as a pathway, we're still working on that. Um, that's part of the, the deal we're, we're working through is trying to find a, a path, um, whatever that looks like. There's so many different scenarios. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said there's a lot of sleepless hours trying to figure that out and a lot of um, participation of, of the players and what does that look like. Tiger, what are the emotions that drove you to be on the policy board? Well, I think the, 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 the overall emotion is, I think what I answered with, with Rex earlier, is that um, we can't let that happen again. And how do we do that? Well, is having six player directors 
and so we, we control the board and we control what, what we're going to do. Um, we're not going to have um, what, what transpired in, in a few months without our involvement again. Yes. Bob. Uh, Tiger, the, the new company, I guess PJ Tour Enterprises, mm -hmm. what's being discussed is significant sums of investment, no matter where it's coming from, whether it's PIF or uh, private equity, what have you. Do you have an opinion on what you would like to see that become? Like, what would they be investing in that would obviously have to be pretty big to, to get the kind of return that we're talking about? Yeah, every, everyone involved wants a return, and that's that's just part of doing deals. Uh, but we have to do, we have to protect the integrity of our tour, and what that stands, what that looks like, and what that stands for going forward. And that is trying to figure all that out. And you know, the past few months has been uh, a very difficult task. Um, but yes, there are a lot of different options, a lot of different involved. Um, a lot of different parts that are uh, that are moving, trying to get a deal done, whether it's from oh, all different types of money, what that, what that looks like, but we have to protect what the tour is and the integrity of that and the players. Were, were you at all disappointed that Roy decided to uh, move off the board? I'm sure you understand why, but... Uh... I totally understand what, what, why Rory made that decision. Um, you know, we, we put a lot of effort and time into the Delaware meeting and getting everyone aligned for that and going from there and the next couple years of just the involvement uh, or the, the the conflict within golf and then his participation at the highest level he i mean he was in contention on almost every tournament he played in and he was the spokesman at the same time so that was very difficult on on him personally and i totally understand it steve and then paul is there a part of your game that you're more curious about, and how much golf have you played coming into there? Well, I've played a lot of holes, uh, but I haven't, you know, I haven't, <laughs> haven't used a pencil on a scorecard. Okay, so, you know, now you, you put um, a pencil to to paper, and it really counts. It's a little bit different story, and so I, I'm very curious about that as well. Paul, second row. Obviously. Getting that ankle surgery was a quality of life thing for you, but what motivated the golf side to continue uh, and you know push yourself to continue to play? I love competing. I love playing. Um, I I miss being out here with the guys. Uh, I I miss the camaraderie and the fraternity like atmosphere out here, and the overall banter. I but what drives me is I, I love to compete. Uh, there there will come a point in time I I haven't come around to it fully yet that um, I won't be able to win again um, when that day comes and I'll, I'll walk but I well now I can walk uh, I want to say run away but I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away so you being here assumes <laughs> you think you can still win out here. Uh, absolutely we're gonna go to Martin on the right over here Tiger you've obviously got a lot in your plate with other matters at the moment but the Ryder Cup your name's obviously been mentioned as a possible captain for 2025 what are your thoughts on that at the moment? Right now, there's there's too much at stake with our tour to think about a, a Ryder Cup right now. We have to get this done, and we have to be focused on on this for our, right now. Um, the Ryder Cup can take a a, a beat. Um, the the players and everyone involved um, understand that this is uh, an issue we need to focus on. There was some noise about 
know, Patrick Cantley and the Hat issue in Rome. What were your thoughts as a youngster in terms of being paid for the Ryder Cup, and have your thoughts ever changed in that respect? Well, I, I, what, what transpired there is it was, it was media, it was just noise, um, and then the, the, obviously the, the fact that everyone now carries a mobile device, and that was able to spread. Um, and you're, on, you're not on home soil. And so anytime someone is, they're going to try and get in your head, and, and that's what they tried to do. And I, I, took it, I totally get it, the emotions. I and mean, we all want to win. And you have uh, a home side and an opposing side, you're going to get heat. And that's what happened. Say again, I'm sorry. That, that wasn't an issue. We're going to go to Dylan on the left over here. Yeah, Tiger, you mentioned protecting the integrity of the tour and, and kind of what makes the tour the tour. And I'm curious, like, now we're in this spot where you've sort of stripped it all back. Everything's potentially on the table. What is important about the PGA Tour? Like, what is the bedrock of what makes professional golf valuable? Well, I think that that's a great question, Dylan. I, I, what we have to do is we have to make sure that we have – access to the game. Um, I had access to the game. I had an ability to get on tour. We had to ensure that and have uh, ensure that we, we protect our, our schedule, that's what I talked about earlier, um, and, and our tour, and, and take care of the players. And without the players, there is no tour. And so um, how do we take care of them in, in a better way, not just financially, uh, obviously everyone wants to get, get paid, but also how do we have the best competitive uh, atmosphere and competitive events from week to week to week? And what does that look like? And what does, the, what does it look like for the players to have to be involved in that? And what, is, what do they have to give up to have that? And what, uh, what are, like Bob was mentioning earlier, what investors are looking for um, to invest in our tour? We got one on the aisle here, standing up. Hi, Tiger. Uh, you have a good relationship with Rafa Nadal, who is trying to come back in 2024. Uh, you did it before, and you are trying to do again. Uh, but how do you describe the process for an athlete like Rafa or you, who have win everything and keep the same motivation as ever and trying to, to get it again? Well, I think what, what Rafa's, what he's done is extraordinary. Uh, I mean, he, he won the Australian Open on a broken foot. Uh, I mean, the, the guy's beyond tough and beyond competitive. And um, he knows that, that father time is, is here. Um, every athlete faces it. And um, although some sports, it happens faster than others. And unfortunately, just like, like every sport, you get aged out. And I don't want to see him go. Uh, I never want to see Fed go, um, but that's just what happens. I just think we should all enjoy watching him compete and watch him play and what he's meant to the game. Uh, and when, when it was meant to all of us, just to see the passion and how he, how he plays and why he plays. Got time for a couple more, Dave? Yeah, just curious, uh, Bob mentioned the investment aspect. How important is it that PIF is involved or does it really matter if PIF is involved or not? in the ultimate, I guess, scheme of what's going on? Well, I think that we're looking at all options. And um, 
and trying to figure out what is the best deal for the players. And that there's a lot of moving parts to that, as I was trying to describe earlier. Mark asked about Jay. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, do you have faith in Jay and what he can bring and what he can still do? Yeah, that was, that was part of why I came onto the board is that I did have faith in Jay and, and um, what he, he could do going forward um, and uh, what can't happen again. All right, we'll finish up with Mark and then Todd. Tiger, are you confident a deal gets done with somebody or, or some entities by December 31st? I am confident that a deal will get done in some way, uh, whether that comes December 31st or is pushed back, where all, all sides understand are working together, okay? So um, there are no lawsuits. Uh, everyone's understanding what, what that looks like, and we're all progressing going forward. And there's, everyone's working right now with no animosity. We're, we're trying to work, to try and get a, a deal done for the, for the tour and for all parties involved. Todd. Hey, Tiger, I want to follow up. You said you were frustrated. Yes. The frustration was a motivation for you to be on the policy board. Was the frustration that uh, about the leadership that with Jay and Ed Hurley and Jimmy Dunn that they forged this agreement without input from the players, or were you just frustrated that the deal actually happened? The framework. Well, I was frustrated at the fact that the players were never involved, and this is the our tour, and. Uh, as I was saying earlier to Rex, is that we were all taken back by it. And it happened so quickly without any of our involvement that no one knew. And uh, that can't happen again. All right, Tiger and Dr. Munjal, thank you very much. Thank for you, your everyone. Time. Tiger Woods speaking at the right. Hero World Challenge ahead of his first start. Since the Masters Tournament, Damon Hack alongside George Savarikas was a fascinating half hour. Tiger talked about his body, saying that his ankle pain is no longer an issue, but he does have pain elsewhere in his knee. Up the chain, as he put it. He also talked about the framework agreement, kind of frustrated with the pace of the changes, but happy that the players have a bigger voice. Yeah, I, I thought the, the three highlights, one, going back to June 6th and just his disillusionment with how that process played out the fact that the players really didn't have a voice or a seat at the ultimate table to provide that framework agreement and have any input whatsoever then from that the fact that he's now a player director and has serious involvement in saying I can make a, a lasting impact going forward from a governance standpoint versus what I can do inside the ropes and then I, I was optimistic in hearing what he had to say as far as pain-free, maybe yeah. play once a month. I mean, that was much more bullish than what we had heard beginning of the year or even in 2022. I don't remember Tiger necessarily saying, oh, I'm going to play Hero and PNC and then chart out my schedule yeah. for next year and already project ahead. But I, I think the headlines are definitely Tiger's feelings on June 6th and how that's propelled him now for this next stage of his career and also saying repeatedly – we want to get a deal done. There could be an extension, and there are other options beyond the public investment fund. So it seems like they're trying to make a deal done, but there's also weight in those words when it comes to public posturing and letting it be known that, hey, they're not the only dance partner necessarily. Yeah. Tiger Woods has always had an outsized role in this game, but now it's not just inside the ropes. It's also involving PGA Tour governance. You know, there's faith from his fan base that he can, you know, put the genie back in the bottle one more time. But there's also faith 
from the PGA Tour membership. Uh, he's saying, I have faith in Jay Mott, and that's because I came back to the board. But I, I do have frustrations. That was the word he used in terms of the players being in the dark on June 6th. So he wants that to, to be something that's different in 2024 and beyond. The frustrated with the pace of the changes, unsure if the deadline of December 31st will be met. But like you, I, I was surprised that he would, from a playing standpoint, say, hey, you know what? Maybe the Genesis and then what March, the, the players, yeah, April, the Masters. I mean, the, he, he wouldn't do that at the, at the height of his power. We we're often waiting on a, on a Friday afternoon whether he would play. He did call it a best-case scenario in terms of not knowing how his body will react. Yeah, and, and Tiger's usually uh, fairly reserved when it comes to not only divulging his schedule, but as far as what type of pain or, or sure. maladies he's dealing with. And he was saying, yeah, the pain's pain-free now in my ankle, but it's gone to my knee and my back as my body compensates for all the surgeries and changes that he's made. But when you looked at, at previous comebacks and I mean in the press conference they said three we, we had showed the other day I mean there's been like eight to ten yeah who, who knows yeah if you <laughs> however you define a comeback yeah. with Tiger Woods career it seems like the recent ones have been let's just temper expectations let me play and we'll see where we go so for him if you just parse through the language that he used for him to even project that got me excited saying okay his body's probably feeling a little better than yeah. he had been anticipating. Um, if we can see him play Hero and the PNC, and then he has no setbacks leading up to Genesis, then there's no reason not to, to believe him or take his words at face value and think, okay, maybe there's a chance he can actually map out a schedule and adhere to them. Yeah. And that would be a huge win for Tiger and golf. Fans. I think he's playing possum. A little bit lowering expectations. Oh, I'm rusty. You know, I've played a lot of holes, but haven't had pencil to scorecard yet. There was a question about, you know, can you win again? Absolutely, he said. So he's going to kind of temper expectations a little bit at the top. You know, oh, it's been a while. I'm as curious as you are at home how I might play. 82-time winner on the PGA Tour, a 15-time major champ, isn't suddenly going to come back and think, well, I'm not, I'm not too sure about my gifts. Somewhere in the recesses of his mind and maybe even farther front of his mind, he believes that he's got a little something-something for these players and, and, and by, uh, you know, coincidence and, and thankfulness for us in the media as well. Well, and we had talked about this yesterday on Golf Today, and if you're Tiger Woods or any – uh, like arguably one of the greats in your sport of all time. When you reach a latter stage of your career, especially in golf, you think I can recapture what I've had and it just takes one magical week to make the whole arduous process of recoveries, comebacks, setbacks, recoveries, comebacks, setbacks worthwhile for Tiger. And if yeah. you look at his five starts that he's made since the car crash, Pretty nondescript. And even in 2020, prior to that, he had had a top 10 finish at the Farmers Insurance Open. This is the recent form for Tiger Woods. A T45 at the Genesis, WD at the Masters. Made the cut. But it made the cut at the PGA Championship, WD. At 47th at the Masters, was T10 after that first round. Got everyone uh, buzzing, to sure. say the least. But, I mean, if you, if you zoom out, in 2020, he finished top 10 at the Farmers Insurance Open. Next best finish was T37. So it's not like Tiger was gangbusters in 2020 uh, before COVID or even during that COVID season 
on the PGA Tour. He hasn't contended in a while. So the first step is for him to just be able to say, okay, these are the events I'm going to play, and then I can make sure my body is finely tuned to tee it up there. Right. The next step is for him to actually get the juices and start going on that trend that remember what he did in, in 2017, finished top 10 at the Hero, and he said that was big at forecasting into 2018. Yeah. Then in 2018 had that monster year, contended in a couple majors at the Open and the PGA Championship as Tiger Woods exits the Media Center in Albany, then won the, the Tour Championship. Then you go into 2019, the Masters and the Zozo. Now, to say he's capable of another run like that, I mean, you're really going pie in the sky to say multiple wins in a major. I, I think let's just start with if he can set a schedule and he says I can absolutely win again, this guy's won 82 times on the PGA Tour. You have to believe his words that if everything lines up, that the search for 83 yeah. isn't improbable. Yeah, it's not improbable. And I think you're, you're spot on to mention the process of 2017 and 2018. And, and you're watching Tiger leaving the, the press room there. And it looked like he's moving a little bit slowly. At the same time, you're looking at him in that shirt when he sat down next to Dr. Munjal. He looks completely jacked and strong. <laughs> As well, but I, I think it would be a process if there is to be a 16th major championship or even an 83rd PGA Tour win. There will probably have to be some steps like we saw in 2018 contending at that uh, open championship at Carnoustie, contending at a PGA, trying to chase down Brooks Kepka at Belle Reve, and then, of course, the magical 2019 at the Masters. But there's a reason that Tiger Woods has asked questions about Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic and Tom Brady. Uh, he is on the mountaintop of athletes, not just golfers being on the Mount Rushmore, but on the all-time athletes list. There are certain people that have competed in sports that he can relate to, not just with their athletic brilliance, but also men and women who have come back from issues and injury, a la Rafa Nadal, who's trying to make another comeback and, and maybe close the gap on his Grand Slam chase with Novak Djokovic. But there's a reason that Tiger hasn't had Rafa Nadal or uh, Roger Federer inside the ropes walking a practice round with him. There was a reason why Tiger had a great friendship with Kobe Bryant and would pick his brain from time to time. These athletes are built in a different way, and I don't think Tiger would be back just because he's involved with PGA Tour governance. There's a competitive aspect that he talked about as well. Of course. And it, Tiger, I mean, he says, if I get to the point where I don't believe I can win, yes. I'll walk away. He's not there yet. But it's rare to see the greats really walk away True. until they're, they get so far past the point that what the outside world believes and has seen for quite some time, then the athlete gets to realize yeah. that. Like Jerry Rice went from the 49ers to the Raiders, and yeah. then people forget he was like uh, the Broncos camp. for a minute, Seahaw like, Seahawks like, for a minute. These guys yeah. change jerseys down the road yeah. generally in other sports. It's rare to see them go out on top or even playing at a really high level yeah. like Tom Brady. But, uh, again, if the, the body responds the correct way, I think golf fans should be pretty optimistic with what he's saying. These 72 holes mm. are going to be uh, very important for Tiger to really believe in his body's abilities and how it can respond to the recovery he needs mm. round to round. Yeah. For, for him to play five straight days, four rounds in tournament, I mean, that's going to be our, our case study pretty much until the genesis. Yeah, he's fueled by competition and also fueled by the future of the PGA Tour and this framework agreement 
and what it's going to look like. And who would have thunk that a decade ago, that Tiger would want to be at a PGA Tour board meeting as he was in Ponte Vedra Beach, that he would want to be involved having, as he said, long hours on the call or sleepless nights as these player directors have. I think it speaks to his you know, view of his legacy and what the PGA Tour has meant to him, what he has meant to the PGA Tour, the legacy he wants to leave, his word, not mine, legacy, a word he brought up as well, and what he wants the future of the PGA Tour to look like. So he's carrying two very big, I want to say burdens, but at least tasks. One is competitively, and one is the legacy aspect of the PGA Tour. And it was a massive pendulum swing, if you look at the steps involved to get to June 6th. Mm. And for Tiger Woods to be completely in the dark with this type of tectonic shift yeah. in the professional golf world, if someone told you that a year in advance, you'd say impossible. Like, yeah. There's no chance that could ever happen. You couldn't even fathom that in the realm of possibility. So it went from Tiger being completely in the lurch to then Tiger being a player director yeah. and instrumental in these meetings. And you could tell in his tone – I mean, there was a lot of disdain in the mm. fact that he wasn't involved yeah. in those conversations. But he sounds like he is very engaged going forward, yeah. and it's a positive step for the players. And he said, I'm confident a deal will mm. get done. But he didn't say timeline or with who. He said it could be December 31st. There could be extensions. Just talking. I mean, this is such a large-scale yeah. agreement. I thought December 31st at the outset was very bullish. Yeah. Um, we'll see if there are delays beyond December 31st. Are those going to be 90, 180? Right. What's going to be like? So the days are ticking yeah. until we get to December 31st and see, okay, did they get a deal done? Right. Or are we going to be talking about this into 2024? Yeah. Tiger Woods saying he never wants the players to be left in the dark ever, ever again. So Tiger has a busy few days coming up. We're playing a Pro-Am tomorrow. And then on Thursday, first round pairing alongside his good buddy, you could say his protege in Justin Thomas, a two-time PGA champ. They tee off at 11.52 a.m. Eastern time. We'll have his warm-up on golf today. It'll be a lot of fun watching Tiger kind of putting the pieces back together. You can watch Tiger all week long, Thursday and Friday on Golf Channel and Peacock starting at 1.30. There's on Saturday, noon Eastern on Golf Channel and also on NBC and Peacock at 2.30. Then on Sunday, the final round, 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Golf Channel and over on NBC and Peacock as well. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.